The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Show, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Damian Tassauer. It has been a great week to be a New York Yankees fan. They punched their ticket to the postseason with a 5-2 win over the Toronto Blue Jays that clinched the AL East. Game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. They assure themselves a first-round bye. They assure themselves home field in their first series. And, of course, that's just one of the things everyone's excited about because they got a few more historic moments from the one and only Aaron Judge in a home run chase. There goes the deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 61. He ties Roger Maris for the American League single-season record. It's a two-run judgian blast. Here's a Yankee slugger talking about what it's been like for him as he pursues baseball immortality and how he feels being up there with the greats. When you talk about Ruth and Maris and Mantle and all these, you know, Yankees greats that did so many great things in this game, you know, you know, you never imagine as a kid, you know, getting mentioned with them. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an incredible honor, you know, something I don't take lightly at all. That's crowd, folks. Uh, Aaron Judge there talking about his chase to beat the all-time AL single-season home run record last set by another Yankee slugging outfielder, Roger Maris. Here now to talk to us about everything going on with the Bronx Bombers heading into the playoffs and maybe setting some records is New York Yankees team president, Randy Levine. Randy, welcome to the Bloomberg Business for Sports. Hey, guys. It's great to be with you, and uh, I'm delighted to be here. Well, let's start, first of all, congratulations. Congratulations. The Yankees have won the AL East. That is no small feat. Uh, the American League East is, you know, the best division in baseball, the most competitive. It's brutal. You know, almost I think four out of five teams uh, are still vying for uh, playoff opportunities. And, and the Red Sox uh, were right there till the very end. So uh, it's very competitive and very proud of these guys, the way they hung in there uh, to win the East. You know, they had a spectacular first half. Uh, got a little wobbly there for uh, about a month, but uh, as we got healthy and as guys stepped up, uh, it's a great, great accomplishment to win the East. And uh, we're proud of the entire organization and, and the great players and Aaron Boone and his coaching staff for getting us there. But, you know, the way it works here uh, with the Yankees, it's, uh, it's a great first step. But uh, we're not satisfied unless we win world championships. Yes, that tone was set early on, and we all know what the ultimate prize is. Another prize, of course, is on uh, waiting for Aaron Judge breaking a new record. Talk a little bit about what kind of excitement and extra opportunities that uh, anticipation has created for the team, for the club, uh, in this second stretch of the season. Well, he's just a great player and a, a great person. And, you know, we're watching an historical season here. I mean, in addition to breaking Roger Maris's record, I mean, he is on the verge of winning the Triple Crown in the same year, uh, which I do not believe has been done by Yankees since Mickey Mantle in 1956, I believe, which is a 
on its own is an incredible accomplishment. So we're watching an historical, historical uh, season. If anybody was at Yankee Stadium the past weekend or before that, uh, the the place is is jammed. Uh, The energy is beyond belief when he gets up every pitch. Uh, The crowd gets silent with anticipation. And uh, it's just a remarkable, remarkable uh, environment. So, I mean, you know, we're watching history and you're watching a great, great player handling his pursuit of history with tremendous poise and tremendous dignity. He's taken his walks because he's a team first guy. And the most important thing for him was to win the division. Speaking of history, I'd like your thoughts on on the curse of the Bambino. You know, that trade of Babe Ruth marked the beginning of Boston's 86-year championship drought. My question for you is, are you superstitious? Does that factor into your calculus, you know, when you're trying to retain a homegrown talent like Aaron Judge, who's having arguably one of the best baseball seasons of all time? Well, as old as I am, I wasn't around for the uh, <laughs> for the trade of the Yankees, uh, the Red Sox for the Yankees. You know, I think we all have, you know, superstitions, but not when it comes to business transactions. I mean, Aaron Judge, you know, we've said over and over again, you know, he's he's a... Uh, a legendary Yankee. Uh, as we've said, we value him both as a person and as a player. We're going to be extraordinarily competitive in trying to uh, make sure he's a long-term Yankee. We we engaged in some negotiations uh, beginning of the season. Didn't didn't happen, you know. Uh, and and he took that burden on himself and said, "A a year for the ages." But uh, you know, I think he likes being a Yankee. Uh, we love having him be a Yankee. You know, being a Yankee is different than anything else. So uh, I'm hopeful. All I can tell you is Hal Steinbrenner, the entire organization, myself, Brian Cashman, we're not going to leave any stone unturned in trying to, to bring him back. By the way, folks, it's hard to get a home run in the major leagues. And, and Aaron Judge has just done a super job. Uh, can you talk about that? I mean, this is a young man who, to me, is the epitome, the face, not just of the Yankees, but of baseball in general, the way he handles himself, uh, the way he has handled the crowd. I mean, I just admire the guy. Yeah, he's been spectacular. Uh, He's just been spectacular. I mean, both on the field and off the field. uh, I don't know if you've seen, you know, some of the pregame shots. I mean, you know, he's chasing history and chasing the triple crown, and he's out before the game signing autographs of kids. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Uh, he's handling it professionally, and you know, in this situation, a lot of players that chose its team first, you know, they go outside the strike zone, you know, try and hit the home run. But he's not done that. You know, you, you know, I mean, Randy, you mentioned Hal Steinbrenner, you know, and love him or hate him, his father George was a larger-than-life owner whose passion for winning emanated throughout the organization. <laughs> I, I wonder if you could just talk to us a little bit about. You know the front office under Hal Steinbrenner. How's it changed? How's it evolved? And how's it different? Well, you know, there's only one George Steinbrenner. You know, I worked with him for a lot of years. You know, over 20 years in many capacities. And you know, there's only one of him. But I can tell you, Hal Steinbrenner uh, is a great owner. Uh, he has an incredible passion to win. Uh, you know, he he's done. Every single time there's an opportunity to upgrade the Yankees, he's stepped up and he's done it. Uh, he has a different style than his dad, but doesn't mean he's any less passionate, doesn't mean he's any any less committed. Uh, and you just look at his record. I mean, I think we have the third highest payroll in, in baseball this year. We continually 
are in the top, you know, five, you know, usually the top three. We signed big free agents. He's authorized trades. So he's completely dedicated to this. He's here at Yankee Stadium all the time. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. I want to talk to you about uh, the economics of baseball, because we've seen how the league is under pressure to make some changes because the game is slow. It um, may not be as attractive to the younger generation. So there's going to be pitch time. There's going to be bigger bases, limits on defensive shifts. This comes on in 2023. Where do you stand on how much of an impact this will have immediately versus something that will take a couple years to play out? Yeah, I think it's going to have a pretty immediate impact. I think we've been talking about, as we call it, pace of play uh, for a long time. I think that the one negative that people say, uh, young people say about baseball, uh, because, you know, people in my generation, the, the fact that there was no clock and the length of the game was a plus. You know, you go to a ball game, it's a leisurely afternoon, you watch it, or you're home at TV, it, you know, all summer, it's like a running soap opera, it fills time. You know, I think a lot of young people today, their attention spans uh, and patience isn't what somebody in my generation is. And so we have to address that. And I think we have been addressing it. And I think, you know, the pitch clock is uh, is is a direct correlation to trying to shorten the games. I think that uh, uh, the shifts, um, people like action. And I think, you know, like runs, you know, people like scoring. And I think the shifts have taken away a lot of scoring. And that's why, you know, batting averages and so forth are way down. So I think this is an attempt to just put more action into the game, you know, putting the ball in play, letting guys get on. And so I think all of these little changes that have gone on have been productive. They've been exciting. Uh, and uh, I think it's only going to get better, you know, like, like everything in life. You know, baseball is a sport and a business that has to evolve. What do you think about now? Because some of the games – uh, obviously, they're going away from old style TV, uh, and I am even saying old style from cable. Uh, now they're being streamed. In fact, uh, the night where everybody was watching uh, Aaron Judge, it was streamed on Apple Television. Uh, 
Uh, and some people, if you are in the younger crowd, yeah, you, you have Apple TV, you have the app. But if you're an old geezer like me, you got to ask your wife. It's like, do we have this on our TV? And <laughs> and thank God we did, so I could watch the game. Uh, where do you see that going with streaming now with baseball? I see it. You know, it, it's happening in all sports, in all entertainment, everywhere. I think you're seeing a combination of the old, you know basic cable model and and streaming services and it's not only with sports it's entertainment and i think you're going to see you know them coexisting for a period of time in the beginning everybody thought the cable model you know uh was hemorrhaging and 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 you know they're still losing subscribers but it slowed down uh, and everyone thought, you know, the streaming services would dominate. But I think what's happened is the streaming services have become like the old cable systems in the sense that, you know, if you want to buy a streaming service, you have to buy one and then the other. So the costs of buying all these streaming services are getting expensive. And as a result, young people are going back to the cable bundle <laughs> because it's actually less expensive. So I think there's going to be a a period of time where the two are going to coexist and there's going to be, you know, a, a time where this all gets sorted out and the new equilibrium takes place. I think there's room for both of them. But at the end of the day, you know, it's different. It changes and it's hard. So, uh, you know, we at the Yankees, you know, we try to do everything we can to make our customers, our fans, educate them as to how to get the game, where to get the game. So I think it's going to be an evolution. We just got word that LeBron James is going to invest in pickleball, and and, and I I see this more and more with big time athletes. Do you see that as the future in baseball, where athletes who may have even been in the sport are, are part owners of teams. I, I can see it. I mean, I just read, you know, Buster Posey, who was one of the great catchers for the Giants, bought a limited partnership in the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these guys have made a lot of money, and they're good businessmen, and they have companies, and, you know, they partner some of them with great private equity or other groups, and they make, you know, sound investments. You know, professional sports is a very sound investment. The value seems to always go up. These teams don't seem to lose value. And even if, you know, they don't throw off the cash flow you want, usually if you hold it, by the time you sell your share, your interest, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll make money and increase value. Up next on the show, more of our conversation with Randy Levine. And we'll talk more about the Bronx Bombers straight ahead on the Bloomberg Business of Sports. Uh, I'm sorry, Mets fans. Uh, I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And I'm on Twitter at Scarlet Foo. And I'm on Twitter at D Sassauer. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. 
Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Show. We explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scarlett Foo and Damian Sassauer. And Yankees president Randy Levine is dropping his knowledge on us about the Bronx Bombers and baseball in general. Let's join more of our conversation. Randy, you know, I wonder if you could help me understand, you know, you've been involved in some of the biggest, you know, negotiations, player negotiations, contract negotiations imaginable. You know, the New York Yankees, I mean, you know, you've often referred to the economic benefit of playing for the Yankees as a major selling point during these negotiations. And I wonder if you can expand on that a bit. I mean, how do you quantify that benefit during the course of these negotiations? I mean, I know advertising opportunities, sponsorship engagements and the like, but, you know, similarly, I mean, you've got this newfound tax disadvantage for the state of New York relative to places like Florida. Like, how do you how do you deal with that when you're talking to players, when you're trying to convince them to come play for the Yanks? You know, I, I'm not going to get into anything regarding any specific negotiation or how it comes in, doesn't come in. But, you know, when you have the, the most recognized, most valuable, most famous sports franchise, I believe, in the world, with a history that's second to none, in a city that's the media capital of the world, in a city that's the financial capital of the world. Um, I think it's pretty obvious uh, when you play for the New York Yankees, everyone knows who you play for, who you are, and it's just different. It's different. Yeah. Uh, you're covered differently. You get opportunities that are different than people in other teams. Uh, it's just different. That's why the national networks take all of our games. That's why we're always you know, front and center uh, in, in everything. That's why people from all over the world come to yes. Yankee Stadium to see it. it, it it's, you know, the cathedral of baseball. So at the end of the day, you know, it's just different. And there's good and bad. I mean, you know, there are certain players, you just saw it with Joey Gallo, who's a great player, a good guy. They just can't handle New York. Can't handle being a Yankee. Yeah. You know, they just can't do it. The pressure, the attention, you know, it's two sides of a coin. And with all the benefits all you know and all the recognition and and everything you guys work here it's a it's, it's everything is magnified some people's personalities that doesn't make them good or bad or whatever they're just not built for it so you know at the end of the day you get a guy like Jose Trevino who came to New York catcher and he just thrived on it and now he's an all-star catcher mm-hmm. so different people are different but you know, you don't have to sell the Yankees. The Yankees are the Yankees. So and New York is New York. That being the case, Randy, who do you consider, what team do you consider your biggest competitor in 
attracting players, retaining players. Who's the biggest rival out there, not on the field, just in terms of being an employer? All 29. (laughs) Oh, come on. Narrow that down for us, please. (laughs) No, I mean, it's all 29 in our system. Once a player gets the free agency, every team has the opportunity to bid on them. Every team has the opportunity to do stuff. And, you know, you've gone through the years and you've gotten great players have gone to teams that are unexpected. I mean, whoever thought Carlos Correa would be with the Minnesota Twins this year? Nobody thought it. Whoever thought Corey Seager would be with the Texas Rangers? So the answer is every team. You know, Randy, in your time as president of the Yankees, you founded both the Yes Network and Legends Hospitality. I wonder if you could talk to us a bit about the impact of sports gambling on Major League Baseball, how that is changing the in-game experience, and how you see the New York Yankees organization adapting and evolving alongside this. Great question, uh, and I've you know really taken the lead in a lot of ways uh, uh, in the whole mobile sports betting in New York. Um, pretty outspoken on it. I uh, I put a coalition together. You know, we can't get a license, the Yankees, but you know we put a coalition together which won a license. You know, with FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, MGM, and uh, Bally's. Um, we have many sponsors. All of those uh, are, uh, pretty much are sponsors. And uh, New York State is is doing phenomenal. There's a problem with it. The problem is that the volume is off the chart yeah. in New York. But the problem is, you know, they're being these companies are being taxed at like over a 60% rate. So they're all losing money. Mm. It makes no sense whatsoever. And, you know, after a while, when you lose money, uh, you you just don't go here. You can go right across the river, New Jersey, where I think it's like a thirty percent tax rate. So I've been you know arguing that, but it's completely you know transformed and will continue to transform uh, baseball. In fact, I think baseball will be helped more than anyone. Why? It's a great game to 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 be interactive with when you're a fan. There's so many things to bet on. You can bet on you know with the score. You can bet on is the guy gonna. The batter going to hit a home run, a triple, a double. Is he even going to get a hit? What's the pitch? Fastball, slider, inning by inning score. I mean, there's countless ways you can do it. And that's what fans want, interaction. And, you know, some some clubs, and it's a state-by-state thing, and have sports betting actual kiosks on your property, not here in New York yet. But if it happens, and I think it will happen in New York like elsewhere, I mean, you know, you come to Yankee Stadium and you're on your phone betting. I mean, you know, you're you're basically the stadium's a casino. <laughs> Randy, the Yankees are a sports club. They're a media juggernaut, really, at this point. When you and your associates at the organization talk and look at other companies in the media business, in the content business, what do you look at in terms of a good example of someone who's doing something well that you think, oh, we could we could bring that over to the Yankees, to MLB? What company inspires you? I think, you know, we inspire ourselves. You know, we look for best practices, but we look constantly what kind of content can we add that's a little different that brings viewers. I mean, you know, we're very proud. For example, you know, we did a deal with John Boy, who is, you know, very, very cutting-edge technology company, you know, that really specializes in video and getting into angles of the game. And, you know, young fans, middle fans, they really, you know, middle-aged fans love this. So, you know, we did a transaction where we brought them onto the S-Network and provided a lot of of content. And then, we, we, you know, 
we have a, the Yes app, which is doing phenomenal, where we try and round out some of the coverage to bring new fans who aren't only, you know, sports fans. In addition, obviously, to the Yankees, the Yes has the Brooklyn Nets and New York City Football Club, and we show uh, Manchester City uh, games one day or two after. Uh, the Yankees made an investment in the Serie A team, great team, AC Milan, so we show those games. But, you know, if you're not a sports fan, we try and round it out. So we have programs on our app uh, with that try and get, you know, more on the entertainment side. They're trying to bring new fans. For example, uh, we have uh, a show with the great chef Marcus Samuelson called Home Plate, uh, where we have people who are celebrities and well-known New Yorkers all over the city go to restaurants and you know it's a it's a it's a cooking and dining show that's doing incredibly well uh to bring you know different type of fan in that's on our streaming service on our app uh, we have a have an arrangement with that montefiore hospital and great dr phil Oswar, who's the chairman where we produce a wellness and health show uh where again we go out and try and find you know state-of-the-art uh health and wellness issues to bring to our fans and then we have a Another show that uh, we're partners with Fashion Institute of Technology, uh, which is all about fashion. Because athletes are very much into fashion, and uh, it's a great show where you know some of the young students at FIT actually work with you know a Mariana Rivera or uh, uh, so far a Richard Jefferson or an Aaron Boone trying to design some clothes. So we're trying to spread it out. You know our base is sports. You know the Yankees, the Nets. Uh, but we're trying to spread it out. And what we've learned is, you know, you got to attract new viewers. And there are certain people who want to see things other than sports. So if somebody's watching, is a foodie and is watching a cookie show with uh, Mark and Samuelson, maybe they'll turn in, tune in to watch the game. I know we're, we're running out of time, but I want to ask you one thing. Just recently there was a ruling about the uh, minor league teams being able to uh, hopefully enjoy some more of the fruits of baseball in general. Uh, they're trying to get more money because, quite frankly, the minor league players, you know, they they deserve to be paid more, and they, and it struggled a lot to make a living there. Uh, your thoughts about minor league teams in general and the minor league players uh, trying to unionize? Well, I think the commissioner, uh, the minor league teams, uh, the Major League Baseball Players Association, sought recognition for the minor league players. I believe, you know, uh, I'm a labor lawyer in addition to being president of the Yankees. I'm aware of how this works, and uh, they, they had enough recognition cards. And the commissioner of baseball, who represents, you know, the employers, uh, recognized it. Uh, you know, the minor leagues have now been transformed where they come under the guidance of the uh, and the authority of the commissioner of baseball. That happened a couple of years ago. So there's going to be a collective bargaining agreement that's going to be negotiated between the minor leaguers and uh, the union, uh, which is the Players Association, and, uh, and, and Major League Baseball. So uh, I leave that to the, to the negotiators. You know, we just, as you know, finished a... Uh, a new basic agreement on the major league side. So uh, now they'll get to work on this. But, you know, minor leagues are an integral part of uh, of the system. You know, these are young players, and, and they they come up and get to the major league team, and there are players who uh, just 
can't quite get to the major leagues, and they're important in the minor leagues because they help develop those players who eventually get there. So hopefully uh, they'll, they'll reach an equitable agreement, and, uh, and and everybody will be as I I say in labor negotiations minimally unhappy at the end of it. New York Yankees president Randy Levine on the state of the Bronx Bombers. By the way, shout out to John Sterling. I I, I love him. I, I think he's one of the best announcers in baseball today. It just it every time I hear him and I hear a home run, I think that guy makes me laugh. <laughs> All rise. I love him very much, Randy. Thank you so uh, much. He's, he's the best. <laughs> Always great to be with you guys. Stay safe and healthy and go Yankees. Thank, Thank you, you, Randy. Go Yankees. Thanks, Randy. Take care now. This has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports, where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. I'm on Twitter at Scarlet Foo. And I'm on Twitter at D Sassauer. Hey, by the way, don't forget you can catch our podcast. That's every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays right here on Bloomberg, wherever you download your podcast. And by the way, thank you for joining the Bloomberg Business of Sports. Bloomberg Business of Sports. Join us all around the world. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.